0: You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome in, everybody, to Locked On NFL Podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today on the show, it's Tuesday. That means I, Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, am here with Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints, and we are going to be going over some of the big roster news coming out of Arizona and Washington. Mainly, what will J.J. Watt's impact be in Arizona? And what is going to become of Alex Smith and the Washington football team? Plus, Russell Wilson's camp has four teams that they're willing to go to in a trade. But what's the best fantasy fit? We'll break all that down on the Tuesday Fantasy Forum with the help of Marcus Mosher and the Locked On Dynasty football podcast. But, Ross, first things first. Let's talk about J.J. Watt. We signed with the Cardinals, two years, $31 million. And Bo Brock and Alex Clancy of Locked On Cardinals can give us the scoop.
0: The Arizona Cardinals are benefiting from another former Houston Texans star joining this team, going to the desert, J.J. Watt. He's his own source. He didn't use anybody. It was no rap sheet. It was no Adam Schefter. It was J.J. Watt that says, source me wearing an Arizona Cardinals T-shirt. I'm sure the Fort Minor music blaring in the background as he's doing squats. And now he's a member of the Arizona Cardinals. Ian Rappaport with the details. Two years, $31 million with $23 million guaranteed. Alex, the Cardinals get a 3-4 defensive end, the best one that's been in the building since they let Calais Campbell walk so many years ago via free agency. We have been pounding the table, Bo, for the Cardinals to find their strength. They do not have a strength during any with any sort of level of this offensive defense, aside from the top-tier talent that they have. They have their strength now. You can throw out the book, on drafting any sort of edge rusher, they have who they have now. Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, the Cardinals found their strength. I don't know if I'm more surprised about this or the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Number 99 is coming to the desert, and this is going to be massive for media coverage and just appeal that the
2: Arizona Cardinals desperately need. So uh, my first question after listening to that is, Who still does anybody still listen to Fort Minor? Like, I'm, like I, 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 I'm all about some Mike Shinoda. Don't get me wrong. Like, I respect Mike Shinoda, but does anybody solicit a Fort Miners, Fort Miners still a thing? I don't, I'm not here to judge. Yeah, I guess, yeah, you're <laughs> right. You're not, we're one. not here to judge. But we are here to talk a little bit about this signing. And then we hear the contract there. Two years, $31 million, $23 million guaranteed, ends up with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about his fit With the Cardinals, what do you feel like he does for the Cardinals? Does he move the needle here for this defense and for this team?
1: I I think Alex had a really good point in terms of finding their strength, especially on defense, where Mm -hmm. they've got a lot of players that can do the role, right? And Buda Baker is very good. And, you know, they got like Chandler Jones and stuff and a lot of players that are like good at what they do. But they needed a a superstar to build all that stuff around to, Mm -hmm. to funnel. You know, everybody can do their job. That opens up things for somebody else, but eventually you need to have that somebody else that takes advantage of the opportunities that all of these role players are playing are are, are making. So I, I think in terms of like what JJ Watt will play, and there's a lot of discussion that I don't think matters of will he play defensive end or three four outside linebacker? Will they change the front? What will it be? Will he be outside? Will he be inside? I, I think the answer to that right now is whatever. Like (laughs) Vance Joseph will figure it out. They'll put him somewhere, probably rotate him around, put guys Mm -hmm. on one side. Probably is going to change drastically depending on what the offensive line across from him is like. You know, if you have a weak interior, maybe he rushes there. A weak exterior, maybe he rushes there. And do you put Chandler Jones here or there? Like, what do you do? I I think all of that is going to be, you know, determined kind of on the fly, and it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, But what you have is a lot of disruptors on the front now. And J.J. Watt can suck up a lot of attention and kind of turn all those other guys from, you know, guys that do a job to guys that get an opportunity. And I mm. think then we really see what a lot of those players like Buddha Baker and Hassan Redick, Isaiah Simmons, we're going to get to see what all of those people are really made of and mm. what they can do when somebody else is being the the headline guy you have to prepare for when you're about to play the Arizona Cardinals.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's interesting looking at the rest of this defense too. This is a defense that looks like they're going to be losing Patrick Peterson at some point this offseason. So building up this pass rush as you're transitioning to a new plan at your top cornerback position, whether you're Mm -hmm. moving somebody over, whether you're bringing somebody in new, or whether you're drafting somebody, it really helps to have that pass rush there to help support that change in the secondary. And of course, as you mentioned, you have several pieces around here as well. One of my biggest questions about where J.J. Watt was going to end up this offseason was about whether or not he wanted to be the number one guy on a defensive line, or put himself in the position to be a guy on a number one defensive line. I think that he's huh. really helped himself here by putting himself in a situation where he is part of a very, very good pass rushing mm-hmm. unit. Uh, specifically across from Chandler Jones, of course. But if the Cardinals would have maintain Hassan Reddick, who has really come on as a pass rusher, and they've really put him in that situation. I think that that's something that's really, really interesting. He continues you sort of maybe increase his longevity over time, as well as somebody who has dealt with injuries throughout his time in his professional career.
1: Right. And when you have a lot of players that can do that on a defensive front, it allows you to be really, really unpredictable. And then it gets really hard for centers to figure out what the heck's going on on the other side of the field. Mm-hmm. That really helps. And I think that this is a pass rushing unit that was a pretty good one without jj watt and with jj watt it just you know a rising tide lifts all boats like that is going to make everybody look a lot better and i think you know at this time next year the headline might may or may not be about jj watt in arizona it might be about sudden breakout years from all of these defensive studs that uh arizona drafted over the last few years suddenly finding their stride because of the effect that uh, such a a game-breaking player can have on the players around him
2: That's a really fantastic point, right? Like, how does he elevate the rest of the players around him? You know, he mentioned that he was, you know, he became one of those players going to free agency that kind of talked about wanting to be uh, on a contender, wanting to play with the contender. I think that he helps turn the Arizona Cardinals into Those contenders, contenders, they're in a very challenging division. They're in a very challenging conference uh, in a division that just got better with Matthew Stafford coming in as the Rams quarterback. So I think that, you know, maybe you can look at it and sort of criticize and say, oh, well, he didn't go to a contender, but uh, they're a team that looks very close to turning into one, especially with this addition.
1: Yeah, and if you look at the other options, you know, he could have got taken more money and played with Indianapolis or Cleveland and and maybe those teams are or aren't in a better spot than Arizona. But at the, at a certain point, you aren't a contender until you are. And I know that's mm-hmm. like maybe kind of lame and kind of a cop out to the whole thing, but like look, if Arizona starts off next year 3 and 0, 4 and 0, they're going to be seen as contenders and I I think that's good enough, you know, there's something to, I don't want to play for Jacksonville that's clearly in a rebuild, or the Lions that Mm -hmm. are clearly in a rebuild, you know, you don't want to go to those places, but I would say that there's maybe 20, 25 teams that when you're looking to, you know, oh, I want to be in a competitive environment, most of the teams in the NFL think that they are that, and are going to behave as such, and they're not going to, you know, waste their good J.J. Watt years, uh, you know, trying to get a better draft pick, or, or bring along a plotting struggling rookie no you've got kyler murray there you've got a bunch of veterans on defense they're ready to go compete the best that they can whether it works of course it remains to be seen i'm sure the bet online odds went up a little bit for arizona um but I, i think they very comfortably crossed the threshold of if i go here we can be competitive and i'm not just throwing away my years on a team that doesn't really know where where it wants to go
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I completely agree. And speaking of those bet online odds, we'll take a look at those here in just a second to see exactly where Arizona now sits within the NFC West. And coming up next, we're also going to take a look at Alex Smith for the first time in his career. He is a free agent where could he potentially end up and where does the washington football team go at quarterback after this move we'll have that coming up for you next here on today's episode our tuesday episode of locked on nfl and on those bet online.ag odds the arizona cardinals plus 450 right now they're still at the bottom of the nfc west we'll see if they transition or if they change as things update but maybe that's something you want to consider I know. That's not a bad bad bet at all. Oh, that's kind of fun. You want to take the Arizona Cardinals plus 450, do it over at betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to get all of your sports action. Football might be over, but these futures are still hanging around. You're going to see a lot more props coming up all throughout the offseason. And, of course, you have the NBA, college basketball, NHL, and the MLB right around the corner as well. So jump over to betonline.ag because they have all the odds and props and almost anything that you can imagine. I put a bet on the uh, Bachelor the other day because i think we all know where this is going with matt but anyway bet online has you covered (laughs) with everything that you need and it's the best way to place your bets and best of all it's free to sign up so head over to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and use the promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n all one word for your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts
1: the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than The Game. This week, we have two conversations for you. First, a discussion on protest in sports across leagues, and then tune in for a discussion on the importance of black history in sports. What's been achieved, the, the important work left to be done, all in discussion on the Locked On Presents A Podcast feed. You can subscribe to that on radio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Ross... Let's talk about Alex Smith a little bit. Washington releases Alex Smith after we'll go with a tumultuous tenure there. Of course, most of that stuff had nothing to do with Alex Smith. He got injured. He came back. Unreal comeback story just to get back on the field and play and play reasonably well. They were like five and one when he was a starter. Um, but obviously Washington's trying to go a new direction. So I guess that kind of leaves us with, we've got a lot of teams that are going to be looking for a quarterback, uh, not to forget your saints, but teams like the bears, uh, teams like, well, now Washington enters that mix as well for somebody else. You could even have teams like Dallas or somebody like San Francisco be kind of, uh, surprise players in that game. Um, where does Alex Smith end up? Do you think? Yeah, it is an interesting thing because you know, you mentioned the Saints. The Saints
2: do have a bit of a reputation for taking in Quarterbacks who dealt with injuries and seeing how they can work out, right? Taking risks on the reclamation project thing. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, even like expanding that, right? Uh, Jameis Winston could absolutely be that guy. I know it's not injury related, but there's still a reclamation project that is recovering mm-hmm. a guy that threw 30 interceptions in a season. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, of course, with his injuries. Even Drew Brees when they signed him back in 2006. But you know, mm-hmm. I think that we have a similar landing spot for uh, Alex Smith that I think would be good for Alex. Smith or or good enough for Alex Smith and certainly would be better for this team than the options that they have, plural, and that's the Chicago Bears. I, I really think that him ending up in Chicago would make a ton of sense. Um, they need to figure out a better option than Mitch Trubisky. They certainly need to figure out a better option than Nick Foles as well. Alex Smith, you get him back on the market after having, you know, you mentioned that it was a tumultuous time, him coming back and, and Washington, he talked and we saw a little bit of this from a, uh, Mike Fisher story over at, uh, sports illustrated that, that he mentioned that he felt like he threw a wrench in the team's game plan or the team's plan when right. he said that he was going to come back. And actually it was a, a GQ interview, excuse me. Um, and that you know didn't they didn't see it? They didn't want him there. All these other things go to a place that needs you there, not want you there, needs you there. And that's a spot like Chicago. And you've got some young talent there, Darnell Mooney. You've got a good running back there and David Montgomery, uh, you know, the offensive line needs a little bit of help for certain, but you know, it, look, it's probably one of the best landing spots available at the moment in terms of where he can end up.
1: Yeah. It's tough because there's a lot of teams that are not going to be interested in Alex Smith because they probably like the jets and Jaguars are not going to be interested, right. Even though they're technically in right. the quarterback market, you know, mm-hmm. Miami, they're either going with two. Or they're going to draft someone. They're not going to get in on these kind of sweepstakes. But if you look further down the draft order at teams that like aren't going to have immediate access to one of these players, I see a team like New England. I see a team like you know, of course, Chicago. Um, I see an interesting one might be like Pittsburgh if they can't figure things out with Ben Roethlisberger. That might be a kind of bridge thing. And I'm looking for like Alex Smith is not your QB of the future, right? So who is going to have a situation where they need to bridge their way off to someone? And that kind of leads me to who is planning on drafting like Trey Lance or somebody like Mac Jones that doesn't have as much experience and that you might think will need a year to go along. I wonder about Denver picking him up. Uh, I I do think New England's a pretty good landing spot for him. But I also think that like this is uh, quite the QB market. And everybody's going to kind of play musical chairs with picking up, you know, who ends up with the Deshaun Watson thing. Does anybody get Russell Wilson? Does anybody get Dak Prescott or does Dallas figure it out? And I think at the end of the musical chairs game, whoever is left over without a quarterback is going to have to sigh, put their tail between their legs and go sign Alex Smith and hope that somebody falls to them in the draft.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting thing because I don't think that you bring on Alex Smith. I don't think that Alex Smith is going to be willing to sign somewhere where he is strictly like a backup mentoring a young starter, right? I love the idea no, of New like England. No, like a
1: bridge I, that starts for the first seven, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly right. I, I think that New England, as you mentioned, is a really good idea, though I personally think that's going to end up being Teddy Bridgewater. That's my nugget. But Ooh. I do think, <laughs> But I do think that Alex Smith is going to be a starter next season. It's just about figuring out, where he goes. And it's interesting because you mentioned teams that might go for a Mac Jones or a Trey Lance. That team might be the Washington football team, <laughs> interestingly sure. enough, because where do they go at quarterback now?
1: Yeah. And it's interesting, the thing about Alex Smith, like throwing a wrench in their plans. I, I think the thing that throws a wrench in Washington's plans is Dwayne Haskins falling apart. They drafted him sixth overall two years ago. That right. Your plan was that, and that didn't work out. <laughs> and I think the existence of Alex Smith, like, I don't, I don't think that that screws up anything other than a panicked contingency plan because plan a went so poorly. So I don't know. You could take another stab at that. You could trade up and go try to get Mac Jones or Trey Lance, or if Justin Fields falls, like some people think he will. Uh, Here's the the real conspiracy, right? Is Uh go force a problem in Dallas with a a disinformation campaign. Go make some social (laughs) media posts, Uh, go get a bot farm, post on Facebook a little bit, get Dak Prescott kicked out of Dallas And then you approach Dak Prescott and say, hey, buddy, you want a little revenge? That's how you fix things in Washington. (laughs) That's a
2: really 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 evil way to go about it that's evil mastermind <laughs> kind of stuff and i love set up some facebook
1: accounts in the dallas fort worth area
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a really really funny one i love the idea of them potentially forcing dak prescott out of dallas i enjoy chaos very much so i'm very much a fan <laughs> of that cam newton of course could also be an option as well for washington i've seen some people draw cam newton to washington that would be really interesting that is interesting bit, but yeah, but it, it'll be in nice RCC what they do specifically in the draft as well after this. But hey, look, Alex oh, I have Gardner. one more.
1: Oh, yeah, please. If Pittsburgh messes things up with Ben Roethlisberger, mm. Ben Roethlisberger goes to Washington. That doesn't make more sense than Cam because the Ron Rivera thing, but right. doesn't it kind of feel right? <laughs> it feels right. It feels like that would be like a spot that
2: he could end up for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of interesting options here. Alex Smith being a free agent for the first time certainly creates a lot of uh, turmoil around the Washington football team and around Alex Smith. And the Washington football team, of course, could also move ahead with Taylor Heineke. Like, that's that's the other route that they could go. Right? Yeah, and just not, limp
1: through a year and pick top five next
2: time. Yeah, it's, it's probably not the most advantageous route, but it's certainly one that they could take and that we should also acknowledge. And speaking of uh, folks that could be on the market for the first time, there have been a lot of conversations oh, going wow. on around Russell Wilson potentially getting traded from the Seattle Seahawks. Oh. We'll talk about that from the fantasy perspective up next. We have an interesting take from our good friend marcus mocha from over at the locked on dynasty football podcast about who would be a good fit and of course we have our own opinions as well so we'll share those here in just a moment on today's locked on nfl so listen luke alex smith could be on the move russell wilson could be on the move i'm not on the move you know why don't do this i'm having car trouble
1: so i'm gonna have to
2: hit up my friends Over at the Chicago Bears. No, I'm kidding. My friends over at (laughs) rockauto.com, of course, and let them know the parts that I need, which is basically an entirely new car, but I'll probably start at the alternator. That seems like the right thing to do. So start at the alternator. Those can get expensive if you don't. like. If you just let a mechanic do it, they'll upcharge the crap out of you. So I'm going to go to rockauto.com so I don't have to walk in a store. I can do everything from the comfort of my own home. I'm not worried about upcharges for the number of screws that they lost while they were working on a car. not doing any (laughs) of this stuff. I'm not doing any of it. I'm getting it done on my own thanks to rockauto.com, which is going to charge me a do-it-yourselfer, I guess a do it myself -er, the same price that they would charge their wholesale customers. Go and check them out and get yourself taken care of, get your vehicle taken care of, and get yourself back on the road again with rockauto.com. And don't forget to let them know that we sent you by writing locked on in the how'd you hear about a section amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com
1: ross we are approaching we are getting ever closer to draft season but trevor sykema and ben solak on the locked on nfl draft podcast have been going strong with draft oh, draft season all year round And on Tuesdays, they do their Team Takeover Tuesday offseason series. So after this show, go head on over to that feed. Each week, they pick a new team, take a deep dive into front office, head coach signings if that's that's applicable, uh, roster reviews, free agent strategies, and then they go through a team-centric mock draft. That's every Tuesday, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast. You can subscribe wherever you get this show. So let's talk about one of those teams that might be, I don't know if they will, but they might be in in line for a little bit of change. And that's the Seattle Seahawks, right? Russell Wilson Mm -hmm. is outwardly frustrated with the team, uh, kind of neglecting the offensive line position, a lot of the sacks and all that stuff. And his camp came out, or at least it was reported, that they came out with four possible teams that he would accept a trade to. And, of course, the naturally following question is, What's the interesting fantasy place to go? So uh, Marcus Mosher and Kate Majuke over at Lockdown Dynasty talked about this. So here's Marcus.
0: Let's use the Raiders as the example, right? Let's say they replace him with Derek Carr. Uh, or they replace Carr with Wilson. Uh, you're going to a team with John Gruden, who, again, one of the best you know, play callers in the league, very, very good at designing easy throws for quarterbacks. You put him with Darren Waller and Henry Ruggs and Nelson Aguilar in a really strong running game, and you've got a, another you know, a top five every week quarterback that you're going to rank in your dynasty rankings or in your weekly rankings. So uh, Miami makes me a little bit maybe not feel quite as great just because the offensive line of the weapons aren't necessarily there yet uh but I do think getting him out of Seattle would actually raise his value and that's that's so strange to say considering how valuable he's been uh since being drafted in 2012 but I think again I think it's just a team that's gotten to be a little bit stale they're very predictable on offense and if you put him on a team that uh has a creative play caller you could potentially get a quarterback that's on the same level week to week as a Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun
1: Watson, uh, those type of quarterbacks. That's a big claim. (laughs) Hey, Ross, do you – do you want to list off which four teams the teams are? Maybe there's something yeah. in there that makes you happy?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So those four teams are, of course, uh, over in the AFC, the Las Vegas Raiders, as we just discussed. Uh, another team that we just talked about, the Chicago Bears, who are clearly going Alex Smith. They're not worried about Russell Wilson. Uh, <laughs> And then the other team actually is the team that uh, Marcus covers here at the Locked On Podcast Network, along with uh, Landon McCool, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, who are in a little bit of a, a tiff in terms of figuring out what they're going to do with Dak Prescott. And then
1: just this little the team. The Toronto that Argonauts are really a wild right. card.
2: yeah, no, just Who would have thought? Like the Hamilton uh, Tiger Cats is coming out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, no, but then you, have, then you have the New Orleans Saints. Uh, but when it comes down to who the best fit out of those four teams are, if you eliminate any of your concerns about capital and, uh, and 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 payment, right, and you just look at which team is the best fit for Russell Wilson, fantasy-wise, is there a certain team that stands out to you in addition to Las Vegas here, as uh, Marcus mentioned?
1: I mean, yeah, Vegas makes a lot of sense because you've got this Henry Ruggs moonball thing going on mm-hmm. um, that, like, you know, it's just such a natural pairing and, and it makes sense with the personnel around there. Um, and in terms of like schematically, it's really interesting because as far as I'm aware, none of these teams are really planning to run the wide zone that it looks like Seattle is transitioning to because they just took a McVeigh assist- assistant mm-hmm. So if they're going to try to copy paste the McVeigh thing and Russell Wilson doesn't want to be a part of that, these would be four teams that like make sense. Mm. Um, but I think, I mean, I, listen, the saints make a ton of sense, especially if they can, um, you know, Michael Thomas, if you can kind of open up the Michael Thomas thing. I mm-hmm. think the Cowboys, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, that makes a ton of sense in terms mm-hmm. of fantasy. Um, the Bears, I don't know if I see it as well. I mean, Darnell Mooney, like sure, but I, I just don't know if I see it behind that line. And behind, like I don't, If he ends up in Chicago, I don't think he becomes a better fantasy asset. I think mm-hmm. in, in Vegas with the the kind of coaching style over there and getting away from the run first rule of 53 Pete Carroll thing that Mm -hmm. makes sense for the Raiders and the Saints. I think Mike McCarthy even uh, doing what he would do with Russell Wilson uh, in in Dallas. I, I could, I guess, see it. I think Raiders and Saints are my two favorites, though.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that, and and I think that the most realistic landing spot for him, if he was traded this season, which to be clear, I don't think he is. I think next season no. there's a conversation there. Like next offseason no. there's definitely a conversation. And there, but right now, Cor- I
1: don't Corbin's it. been excellent at that. By the way, at Locked On yes. Seahawks, Corbin Smith has been all over this, and if you listen to him, and you should it's probably not happening, but you know what it's fun to talk about in early March,
2: yeah absolutely, and especially when we're sitting here contemplating what we're going to do fantasy wise next season, and all and yeah. especially if you 're in a dynasty league, you know yeah. you have the prospect of Russell Wilson all of a sudden changing teams, does that make him somebody that's worth either trying to trade for at this time or even trying to move high at this time with the potential that he could end up in one of these places that might let him cook if you will, uh, yeah. at a much higher pace than what Seattle is looking to do so I think that in that case the places that give him that opportunity as Kate mentioned, uh, Kate Majuk mentioned in this episode, she also mentioned letting him cook every meal of the day as opposed to only specific moments throughout the day <laughs> right, um, right. you really you really get it with a lot Las Vegas Raiders with all the pieces that you mentioned, or the New Orleans Saints, who, you know, you look at the draft meetings that they've had with wide receivers, it's been Rondale Moore, who ran a 4-3-3 and who was great after the catch. It's been um it's been Anthony Schwartz, track star. Like they've been looking at changing up their offense a little bit in terms, if you just take the the receivers that they've been meeting with, they're looking for these deep speed guys. And that's somebody that could definitely benefit from yeah. having a Russell Wilson around that Russell Wilson could benefit from having around. And the other thing too, is that both of these teams have a little bit of experience with a more mobile quarterback with the Raiders having Marcus Mariota around as the backup quarterback mm-hmm. to Derek Carr. And of course the saints trying to figure out ways to have that hybrid pocket passing slash mobile quarterback
1: type offense so much that they were willing to take Drew Brees off the field to put Taysom Hill in. If you're listening here, and if you listen to Locked On Seahawks, you probably don't think that this is going to happen. But maybe somebody in your league is a little more optimistic about it. Right. And is there something where you can go, hey, Henry Ruggs might get a lot more interesting later. Do you want to do something for this and try to sell high? There might be some weird value to that. Maybe I'm, I'm way overthinking this, but... If there's somebody in your league that's willing to do something like that, you might be able to eke value out of the weird February and March headlines that kind of come and go over this time of year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Try to make a move for Alvin Kamara. If somebody feels like uh, Alvin Kamara is all of a sudden going to lose value because Russell Wilson is a mobile quarterback and the only mobile quarterback... I'm not that trading has been... you, Alvin Kamara. See, I tried, I tried, <laughs> I tried, I tried. No, but you know, no, I think you're Only for Dalvin right. like, Cook, and that's <laughs> it. It's... I think that, that is, uh, that's a good point, though. Like Anytime that you can maybe talk folks out of or into some of those mid-range guys based upon what this what might be with this trade. It's a good thing to try to take advantage of. Don't forget tomorrow we've got Tony Wiggins and James Rappy in here and they're going to be talking with one of our NFL draft experts about the NFL draft. We are uh, creeping up. We're officially in March, therefore the draft is Technically, next month. I know it's the end of next month, but whatever. It's next month. Enjoy some some happiness here. Come back tomorrow and make sure that you check out Locked on NFL for all of your draft needs and throughout the rest of the week as well, where Chris and Jake have you covered with team building and analytics, and then Q and Chris have you covered on Fridays with all of the looks recapping everything that happened throughout the week and getting ready for the next week ahead. Free agency is about to be pretty electric here at this point as we get closer and closer to the open market opening up. So make sure you keep it locked here at Locked On NFL every Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.